Hey guys, welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Whiteley. Of course it is. Of course it's me. And the Biscuiteer joining me today is our Shane. How's it going, sir? I'm not bad, not bad. Same same stuff, different day. I <laughs> 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 Do you know what that happened to me in the studio? We had Martha in. Um, uh, we had Martha in from Martha Lily Photography and we were having such a relaxed chat. I dropped an F-bomb on my own show. I, I haven't done that in such a long time. Obviously, I'll edit it out. Um, yeah. For those who don't know, I mean, I do an R-rated show as well as this. I do one where it is a bit more sweary. And it's actually a compliment uh, when when I do drop an accidental F bomb, um, it's a compliment to whoever I'm, I'm interviewing because it means I'm really comfortable and relaxed because that's what I do when I'm with the guys. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird. It's a weird thing to 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 say as a compliment, but yeah, it, it happened. Uh, so I'm sorry, Martha. Uh, these things happen. <laughs> <laughs> I say to people, uh, I was just explaining to our guest now, saying, "Oh yeah, we're a family friendly show, uh, so please don't swear." And then me last week, like, beep beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, I'm quite, I'm quite shocked that I'm able to hold a conversation without swearing because it is a little bit, it comes so easily to me and I, I have to really think about what I'm saying to stop myself doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's quite difficult, you know. The, 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 the two networks I've got are two different beasts, absolutely. Anyway, let's introduce our guest. Our, our guest today has been, has been all over the place, really. He's been in the paper, he's been on YouTube, on, on, on uh, social media, and we really wanted to find out about him because uh, he's making a noise in a real good, positive way. Uh, and that's Brendan James. Thank you very much for joining us, Brendan. That's my pleasure. It is good to be on my first ever podcast with you guys. So this is my podcast virginity being lost. Yay! <laughs> Biscuit before the BBC. That's what we get there before the BBC do. Yeah. Yay! Another win for us. Um, how are you, sir? You been okay? Yes, I'm very good, thanks. Yeah, I've actually uh, just finished editing my latest video. I went to Ironbridge yesterday. Ooh. I had a little walk up the uh, the wharfage just to see kind of what kind of things have been put in place for social distancing. Now the shops are reopening, the pubs and the restaurants and the hairdressers. So I've just finished doing that, so I'm interested to uh, see what reaction I get when I upload that tonight. But um, but yeah, no, I'm very good. How are you both? I'm good. I'll, I'll, I'll let Shane uh, start off because I've got, I've got a story to tell. Oh, okay. Um, no, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm just working a lot. As I always say on every single podcast I'm on, I'm always working. And if I'm not working, then I'm always just busy. Um, I'm one of those sort of people that I just can't seem to find five minutes in a day just to do anything. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, but no, it's it's been all right. We've got a few. Uh, me and the missus have got a few uh, plans in place for the you know the next sort of you know you know you know in life you end up with just sort of right the, the next like what's the next thing we're going to do next? What, what yeah, what's what's yeah. Instead of just just coasting through life, like right, what's what's next? Like one of the things we're going to do is get her for a driving test, like that kind of stuff. Um, Next chapter. and uh, yeah exactly so like you know we're looking at moving house looking at um you know a few, few other bits and bobs um and yeah so we're just sort of cracking on with that kind of stuff really um just, i'm having the kids quite a lot more at the moment because obviously because of lockdown and um and their mum um is, is absolutely drowning in kids <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so how are you finding your uh your at-home teaching skills are you uh are you quite competent in that area <laughs> i'll be honest i kind of got away a little bit scot-free um because my well the kid's mum um is doing the majority of it in all fairness um and she's doing a, um, i will say quite openly she's doing a sterling job at it as well yeah. um and uh and whatever is left um my missus 
um, picks it up. So like she she's far better at doing this sort of stuff than me. So um, okay. <laughs> so I so you've got off lightly. <laughs> I'm basically the um, the break time. So I get to uh, I get to go like oh right yeah so you finished doing your work now right come play Xbox for a bit. <laughs> like, yeah yeah yeah. So I, I kind of got the good end of the of the, of the deal in all fairness, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, to be fair, I've got to I've got to give both of them um, uh, fair kudos because uh, we had obviously they had school reports that just that just came out recently, um, mm-hmm. and both of my kids were absolutely brilliant, brilliant reports, and I can't be any more prouder. Um, and it kind of gives you that really warm feeling that um, that you are bringing in a, a you know a, a decent human being into society. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Even though they're only seven and four, I just sort of feel like you know fair dues they're all right they're doing all right you know i might pull my hair out with them have you got, um, have on you got, a daily basis but yeah have you got kids brendan yes actually uh, i've got some good news actually i recently uh, became a father for the first time in april wow um, well, well so done. yes yeah yeah so that's a very exciting time it's um obviously a lot of new challenges to face a lot of new things that are happening in life but no it's, it's the most wonderful experience i can't really describe you're, it in you, words to be honest you're having a lots of first times then, aren't you this year yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of first times definitely yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah i mean uh, i mean when you guys mentioned at the start that um the podcast before the bbc and uh, i'm actually on bbc radio shropshire on wednesday yes um, yes we got it in yeah. there first yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it. so it's it's a, it's a midday show i'm not quite sure what show it is or which uh, presenter it's with but uh, but i'm looking forward to that but no you guys definitely got here first so so well done on that one yes <laughs> you heard it first sam at the shooter biscuit <laughs> when, when 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 was it when uh, when jim came around my house shane that was a long time ago right because he was like oh god he was like, you should come on the radio and talk about what you're doing. I was like, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll plan something. That was about yeah, what, I mean, a year did. ago. <laughs> is that Jim yeah, Hawkins? That, yeah. Is it Jim Hawkins? Yeah, yeah, yeah he came yeah. on the house. He, Absolute legend. Such a nice guy. I, I really had a is. meltdown about that because I was like, oh my God, it's from the BBC. And I was like, I need to make this immaculate show. What am I going to talk about? I was writing loads of notes. This is what happens sometimes. Sometimes when I, I worry about a particular guest. I mean, I've had some big high-profile guests on it. It just makes your head go... Phew. But then you forget. Yeah. Jim Hawkins is from the radio. He's paid to talk. Like he's <laughs> it was amazing to talk to. It really was. I will get on the BBC at some point. Um but uh, if you are listening to BBC, keep up. Um <laughs> No, no. I I love I love anything that um this is what my message is to always been to people that create things and and you know inform people about what's going on around the town and people with a creative mi- mindset do it just do it there's there's plenty of people out there that will enjoy what you do and this is why when i saw your video of you walking up the cop i was just like this is this is a good kid like this is this is what we need to be talking to because i want to encourage that it's a really important um, mm. aspect of life it's been cre- no, I, mean, I totally agree to a point it was it, it was actually something a message that uh jermaine maddox told us that um Corrit salopio if you remember that al um and he t- it's we uh, we asked him maddox. the same question what what would you um, what would you say to somebody who was an aspiring comedian or like you know creator, you know um, whatever artist, whatever? And he just said, just do it. Just do it. It's, it's literally what he said. He said, just do it. it. He said, yeah. don't, don't let anybody hold you back. Just do it. It literally needs to be as simple as that. I mean, I spent so many years, you know, creating different projects in music and in film. And don't get me wrong, I've enjoyed the journey to get to where I am now to kind of relax a little bit and just you know do what I really really enjoy. But but no, totally, I totally agree with you guys that you really cannot you know, just plan and plan and plan and plan until you end up just not doing anything at all. So yeah, hundred percent, just do it. Just get out there, press record, 
press whatever you need to press just to get yourself going because otherwise you'll never do it yeah and just create a backstop i say create a backstop because at the moment i am in uh i've put myself into a, a cage of creativity i'm calling it because i am just like i've got projects here i've got projects there i've got this, uh, today i mean we went to i'll talk about it more in a second but we went to the shop you drive in festival uh last night and i'm putting oh, together yeah. a little video i'm putting like all my clips from my videos my, my photos with some of the music and stuff putting it together and if anybody's edit, you'll know because you edit video videos it's not a short job it's just it takes it takes quite a bit <laughs> and i thought i had this amazing oh yeah night. i mean editing takes longer than filming oh god yeah god. we had gareth from rocking horse um studios on just rocking horse now and we were talking because I, I did a short film festival a five minute video that i made took me a whole night to edit and that's because it was for a competition and i didn't want to look like an idiot uh but i did in the end anyway so <laughs> um but yeah creativity is great you just kind of know your limit because at the moment i'm kind of like oh, i've got so much to do and not enough work to work on um so yeah Brendan, where did this all start, all start then? Why did you want to start um, showing people what's going on around uh, where you are, you know? Well, I mean, it wasn't necessarily a starting point in Shropshire. I mean, the whole kind of idea around the channel starting was, I mean, my day job is I work for the ambulance service. Um, and I didn't really, I wasn't really taking advantage of my time off and my free time. So I really wanted an excuse to be able to get out, to visit different parts of the UK, you know, experience different subcultures and foods and all the different towns and cities that we've got in this beautiful country of ours. And it started in December, the idea of just to, you know, go somewhere new every single week, starting off in Shropshire, just to kind of, you know, prove the concept to see if it did work. Um, we started off with a very first video in Bridge North, and then we did Iron Bridge, and then we did all different parts of Shropshire, going to Bliss Hill, etc. And then we did Chester City, um, and the whole idea of it was just to get out and just experience life because I think sometimes when you work full time, you can spend your days off more or less just relaxing, yeah. you know, not a lot of motivation really. Um, and having that extra excuse to film and be like, right, I've got another video to, you know, obviously upload this week. So I need to get out. I need to go do something. So that was the kind of motivation behind it. And obviously Corona happened and the lockdown happened. And then all those plans of traveling around were kind of put in the dust. Um, so, yeah, I, I had I had an option then to either, you know, completely quit and give up on the channel or to, you know, try and take a different scope and try and do more videos that are more Shropshire focused. So it's um, so, yeah, that's kind of like the life story of the channel so far. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, uh, and it's a thing of. It's a thing of beauty when someone takes something like, I mean, YouTube is massive, right? YouTube is huge. It's like, it's a bottomless pit of just content, right? From all around the world, from oh, yeah, all kinds yeah. of different things. <clears throat> so sometimes people can take the take a look at YouTube and be like, it's just YouTube. Unless you take your channel, what you're doing, and you put a lot of love and a lot of passion into it. And like what, what seems like you're doing right now is taking your slice, your little corner of, of YouTube and turn it into something that you and others will enjoy. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I think um, more recently, it's kind of been about exploring the great outdoors within Shropshire and hopefully giving people that are either shielding or having to self-isolate, um, you know, due to either health reasons or their age bracket, they can experience these kind of outdoor locations with me as well. And, you know, just kind of get a bit of a mental breath of fresh air from the news and just lockdown in general, really. So... You know, getting the viewers to come along with me is is, is, a, is a real benefit. It's it's also the other side of it as well. I mean, funny enough, I've literally been talking about uh, this guy to uh, to my missus, and um, it's, it's a friend of mine that lives out in, in Laos, 
he's lived there for ages now. And um, obviously, he used to live in Shrewsbury, you know, and, and whatnot. Um, and I mean, I think with with uh, with like your video, you walk up the carp and like, you know, I watched it and like, you know, turn the camera around and you just, no no dialogue, you're just walking through, you know, just, just looking around, you know, yeah, and, yeah. And, and just enabling the viewer to actually see what, what you're seeing. I yeah. mean, the amount of times which my dad sort of gone like, see old pictures, oh yeah, I remember that. You know, I remember when that happened and oh, when that was there, and oh, that that didn't used to that, that used to be two shops and that kind of stuff. Like you know, yeah, yeah. With your video, somebody can literally sit there and look at that. And think, God, hasn't that changed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and things like that, and um, and and, and you're enabling that. And I think what I like what I liked about that particular video, if you walk up the cup, was the fact that you didn't just just ramble if you know what i mean you yeah, did a bit yeah. of dialogue and then you're like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna show you now and you just turned it around and you're, and you're just walking through and then a bit more dialogue and then there you go <laughs> you know, yeah because just... I, I think um i think a lot of people when they start youtube i think um you know some people start it maybe with you know everyone has the right motivation but i think you can kind of let your ego go a little bit sometimes and yeah. i think that if i was just to be talking to the camera all the time and be so self-absorbed into this video Mm. not only would the viewers not respond well to it, but it's just not really my style anyway. So I try and like incorporate, um, especially that video, Walking Up the Cop. There was no kind of music in the background. There was no cinematic video no. roll. It was just literally me walking up the cop, showing people a first-hand experience of what they can expect if they were to do the same. And when I got to Pride yeah. Hill and looked up, I mean, to be honest, it was a little bit too risky for me to walk up Pride Hill on that day. And I think... Yeah we all need to take that approach when it comes to, you know, the coronavirus is that you can make a plan when you start the day. I mean, my plan when I started that day was right, I'll go into town, I'll walk up Pride Hill, I'll look at this, I'll look at that. But obviously it's all about making those risk assessments all the time when you're out, you know, and just making these intelligent mm. decisions to make sure that we all stay safe. So I hope that when people watch that video, they could get an impression of what the town center was like and whether they're going to brave it themselves. Mm. yeah and talking about egos i think it's really important i think that is really important not to get swallowed up in into that because there, it happens so much as well look at me look at me and like we've been talking about um no 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 right okay we keep getting asked to do an alex whiteley episode of the shoes with biscuit right where i'm interviewed and people because um martha who's on the show she was like i couldn't find anything about you and where this came from, and somebody else mentioned it. Lorraine Fletcher's mentioned it, and I'm kind of like, no, because that will make me look like an egomaniac. I don't want to do that sort of thing because, like, my my philosophy is, you're the star, Brendan, on this show. You're the star, not me and Shane. People want to hear what you have got to say, you know. And that's it's it's. But some people do get swallowed up into that kind of look at me. It's all about me, you know. It's uh, it's no, hundred percent. I, I I know what you're saying, definitely. And um, no, I, I appreciate you guys taking the time to have me on. And uh, I mean, it's the first time I've been called a star. To be fair, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the responses I saw on uh, for the love of Shrewsbury for from the shop whatever were all very positive. We're all really positive. So you are a star. You are a star. So you know. Oh, keep, well, thank you very much. Um, I'll, <laughs> I'll take my podcast bow now. <laughs> <laughs> 
and you know what you know what Shane was saying earlier is true as well, and and also what you were saying about shielding uh, is that some people can't get out, you know. And this is one of the reasons why we made the biscuit is because Margaret sixty two can't get out, got arthritis, can't find out what's going on around town, can't go to the flower show, can't go to this, can't go to that. We're going to tell them what's happened, and, and we're going to give them a little snippet of what's going on. And that's what you did. Did you let people take a walk around Shrewsbury, even though they were scared to do so? That's cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think there was little moments in the videos as well where it wasn't just always kind of, you know, Corona focused. It was, you know, little parts of going around different side streets in Shrewsbury Town. And some people recognised the locations, which was nice. And I think especially people in local communities, they love to see where they live on camera and on film. And I mean, I'm, I'm definitely in that group where if I see a piece of content that is relevant to where I live locally, I'll watch it just for the sake that I can look at it and go, oh, I've walked down there and I've been there and I've done That's that. It. Just, <laughs> I'm you know, sat on that it, bench. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And it just, uh, it just gives the viewer a bit more of like um, an inclusive experience, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, it, it is cool. Um, and it's... Am, am I the only one, though, by the way? So I just cut you off, Al. Am I the only one that will um, literally watch um, videos like that, um, like Brendan's, and then literally start looking in the background trying to spot somebody that you know yeah yeah <laughs> and I'm looking, I, I, when you walk around i was like do i know anybody do i know anybody and I was like, yeah yeah so i could pause it screenshot it and be like ah i just see all the youtube video you know like <laughs> maybe, maybe just, i'm a big kid maybe that's what it is um, i'm also guilty of that don't worry i'm also guilty of that <laughs> um but Brendan, the, the, the emphasis on your video as well was about was about COVID-19 and the risks of, of, of self-isolation or, uh, you know, uh, social distancing, should I say. That was the wrong word to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> social distancing. Uh, and I think, I think that the message that we're getting at the moment is in certain scenarios, it's going to be quite difficult to do so. I mean, like in a town like Pride Hill, how do you social distance people down Pride Hill? You just don't, do you? You know, it's, it's, it's an enigma. Well, exactly. I mean, this, there might be certain ways they could implement it in regards to you know, one-way traffic, you know, <laughs> where you've got two sides of the street where one person goes up one way and they have to come down the other way. But, um, I mean, it's been, it's been a debate for the country, really, for the last few months of what do they do? Do they balance out the economy or do they, you know, protect people's health? And it's been such a difficult... I wouldn't want to be in the politician's shoes to try and balance that because really as myself i don't really have too much knowledge on the economy and how it kind of works really um so yeah it's it's a, it's a difficult balancing act but only time will tell on whether we've uh, opened up things too early but let's keep our fingers crossed and hope that that's not the case well yeah i have a solution for pride hill and that's zorb balls i just push everyone down pride hill in the zorb ball <laughs> Now that is a YouTube video waiting to happen. Either that or one of those, one of those, one of those sumo suits. You know, like, <laughs> yes, yeah. One of those. Like off the office. And we can just waddle down Pride Hill. Like. <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be good. What? Or maybe, a, maybe both. Maybe like a mixture of both. So you've got like, you know, a sumo suit like hitting into a Zorb ball. <laughs> Make it Shrewsbury version of Wipeout. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can imagine people like I know the great and powerful Stan Sedman rolling down Pride Hill. That was so. Oh gosh. Oh. Um, so what did you find in, in Ironbridge? Did you say you've been or you're going? You've been. No, I, w- I went to Ironbridge yesterday with my dad. So I actually filmed two videos yesterday. Uh, I filmed one in Apley Wood, uh, which is just in Apley, which I was quite surprised actually to see that there's such a beautiful place. Oh, um, I love that place. The corner from Princess mm. Royal Hospital. Mm. Beautiful. Um, and then the second video I shot that day was in Ironbridge. And yeah, we just, 
literally took a, a free ball walk, you know, me and my dad walking straight through Ironbridge just to see what kind of sites we saw. We saw community support officers out there just, you know, kind of checking in with businesses, making sure things are going smoothly. We saw people that were that were social distancing well. Um, I spoke to a couple of businesses. I spoke to uh, some staff at the White Hart in Ironbridge. They said that they had a bit of a queue in the morning when before they opened. Um, but that largely it's been safe. There's been people social distancing. They're not serving food yet. They're waiting until next week. So, yeah, I mean, it, it seemed to be it seemed to be doing it the right way. I mean, my personal opinion is that the pubs and the hairdressers and all those businesses that are now opening, I personally think that it's a little bit too um, a little bit too soon. Just give me a sec, guys. I'm just going to get off this because I've accidentally opened something. <laughs> there we go i'm back sorry guys um yeah so my personal opinion is uh, that it's kind of opened up a little bit too soon but if we are going to open sooner than i would be feel comfortable with at least let's try and do it in the most responsible and you know yeah absolutely way i we had yeah. uh, we spoke to jessica from, from vanitas um tattoos uh, who are tattoo studios aren't allowed to open yet bearing in mind this is going to uh, I'm, I'm releasing this next week, so maybe something's happened. I don't know, but um, like I was quite shocked. I mean, I was driving through Shrewsbury last night after the the festival, and the social distancing efforts outside certain pubs was <laughs> were, were appalling. Like the fact know, that they've yeah, gone yeah. here, have a few jars, and I'll stay away from everybody. Like <laughs> you know, what it's like yeah, Shane it's, it's... when we've had a few beers. It's bring it in, big man. Ah, oh, you know, it's it's. it's... Uh, yeah absolutely crazy i mean you I call him to, big? Um, <laughs> you're tall I i'm to wide mine, actually i spoke to a friend of mine who works uh for the ambulance service as well he's currently stationed down in manchester um and he said some of the scenes that he saw down there last night were absolutely manic and i think i think the government has kind of dropped the ball a little bit in regards to trusting the you know general public as a whole to follow these social distancing rules i think i think opinions are mixed i think you've got half of the population who are thinking it's too early to open up and you've got the other half that are saying oh you know uh, it's i want to open up right now i want to get you know things back rolling i want to go shopping i want to go to the pub so i don't know it's um i don't know i think time will tell on this one i just i just yeah. hope and pray that uh, we don't lose many more lives in this you know, horrible battle. I mean, some people, like you say, when you saw last night uh, in the town centre, some people seem to be oblivious to the fact that we've lost over 40,000 lives. And it's, mm. um, it's mental, really, to see some of, the, uh, some of the pictures that I saw this morning from last night. Yeah. 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 I, haven't I completely even... hear you on that one, to be fair. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, as much, as much as it's important to talk about coronavirus and, uh, and current affairs and stuff, we're actually here to talk about you, Brendan. Yes, <laughs> so yes, yes. You, 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 you said earlier about um, you know, you've done some various different work in music and um, and video and, and whatnot, like uh, and film. Do you want to expand on that a little bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, um, yeah. So I started out my musical journey in a recording studio in Birmingham, just as a six-month kind of intern, just to get the ins and outs of you know music technology. Um, that company went bust, unfortunately. So that was kind of like the end of that dream. But then, uh, <laughs> but then, what I wanted to do was I wanted to continue that kind of creative process. So I then enrolled at SCAT, uh, Shrewsbury College, and studied on the Roland Music Academy course there uh, with music technology. Did that, and then I decided kind of to set up my own little setup. So I got my own studio set up, and I was able to get my own professional equipment. Went round and recorded myself. I was a singer in the music industry a few years back, and collaborated with a rapper from Zimbabwe, and 
that was all interesting. And then I got into the, the film industry and did some short films and won some awards around the world and got on, you know, Radio Shropshire, had a chat with Jim in the morning about that. And yeah, it's just been a kind of a roller coaster ride, really. But to be honest, I mean, I'm not that too proud to say that none of those projects, not one of them has really massively taken off into the world where it's kind of expelled me to this, you know, right. stardom, if you like. So um, what I wanted to do is just do something really and just relax and not have to focus too much on perfection all the time, you know, because I think um, I was so worried on, you know, trying to get things absolutely perfect that yeah. when I was releasing content, whether it be films or music, it was just, you know, months, months in between these different projects where you've got to get some kind of momentum for people that follow your content. And I think, mm. you know, doing this YouTube channel has kind of striked that that perfect, you know, mix, really. What's the uh, yeah. what's the turnover time between recording a video and releasing it for you now with your channel? Well, oh, I just uh, well, like I said, I did the video yesterday in Ironbridge, um, edit it for a little bit yesterday, started doing some editing this morning as well. And that's just rendering out now. So, I mean, about 24 hours turnaround, to be fair. And that's just a normal straight walker. If I'm doing something a bit more cinematic, um, you know, with some gimbals, etc., trying to you know incorporate some background music, maybe that could take a couple of days. Mm, not, bad. Is. not bad i mean like you know what you're doing whereas me i'm kind of like we'll just put this here and then we put this in let's just see what happens you know <laughs> just um, gonna record a podcast <laughs> uh, and you know it's 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 a learning curve isn't it i mean like how long did it take you to learn how to how to get the editing perfect because it does take a while to to grasp doesn't it yeah, yeah, it definitely does. I mean, I started out learning Sony Vegas, uh, Sony Vegas Pro, uh, which was like the first editing software that I kind of edited films on. And then I quickly moved over to Adobe Premiere, which is like the, you know, one of the industry standards that a lot of people use. Um, and then, yeah, so it's, t- it's taken me a long time to learn the software more than anything else. I mean, filming, I had the help and uh, the, the kind of companionship of a friend of mine from a few years back now. And we were doing short films together. We made a couple for the BBC, for a couple of BBC Three uh, competitions when BBC Three was on air. <laughs> now it's all uh, now it's all online. But um, yeah, it's taken me a long time. I think I'm I'm always constantly learning new things all the time. I think the creative the creative process is something that never stops. I mean, I could I could be on YouTube looking at a tutorial on how to do a certain edit. Um, you know, tonight, for example, I could be you know trying to learn something new. So it's a, it's a continuous process that I don't think will ever stop. To be fair. Um, I use a I use a free program called Caden Live because I, I try to stay away from Adobe because I feel like they've got a monopoly on the uh, on the whole editing thing, whether it's photos, music, uh, or you know, I feel like they've got a monopoly on there. So <clears throat> maybe one day we were looking at getting that, weren't we, Shane? We we're looking at getting Adobe, um, but I'm st- it's on the back burner. I'm I'm on it. Um... I need to just get like a, get a decent computer first. I mean, um, I find I find I find nice. I mean, there's a, a new one. Uh, there's a free version of tra- if anybody knows what I'm talking about. I mean, uh, there's a free version of Traction uh, um, Waveform now, which is which was quite expensive piece of software. They were and they saw how popular things like Audacity and all of the the free bits that people can use. They saw how popular it became, and they were like. We'll do a free version as well then, and they released it. And to be fair, like I make some pretty good audio with that, you know. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. Uh, are the moment? Talk about the competitions that you entered. What did you? What competitions did you enter? Oh wow, um, yeah, there's quite a few. I mean, I, I won a few, um, won a few uh, competitions from Los Angeles, Los Angeles Cinefest, 
uh, from different ones from Belgium, from Brazil, from France, uh, some in the UK as well, the UK Short Film Festival. And that was a, a, a short film raising awareness of mental health, which actually starred my mum, actually, of all people, because she suffers with her mental health. So she suffers from agoraphobia and, you know, certain, you know, aspects of depression and anxiety. And that was kind of like my main solo effort in regards to directing. And I cast all the actors, you know, locally from Shropshire. I had a lady called Lisa Redmond from Oswestry and a couple of other supporting actors. And that was really, really good. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it was nothing. There was no major, major accolades. I can't say I've won, like, you know, <laughs> film festival. Grammys. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, but no, it was, it was a few to get me rolling. And definitely it was an experience. I was invited up to Glasgow to go and present the film to the Scottish uh, Mental Health Awareness Film Festival. So that was that was a good experience just to kind of get a, it's, get a um, bit of training, I suppose, standing up in front of a crowd and doing a speech. So that was um, that was interesting. It's more than what I did. Wow. I, 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 they literally told me at Real <laughs> Film Festival that they didn't find my project enjoyable. So <laughs> that's that's uh, really they actually said that. That, that, is, that, is, that is harsh. harsh. That is harsh. I, I didn't know that. That is savage, isn't it? Like, that I is didn't savage. Know that. You kept that to yourself. Well, that's why I didn't really release it because I was kind of like, well, what, what's the point? <laughs> is that is that the one you sent me? Um, yeah, the uh, Tom, the the Groundhog Day type thing. Yeah, that I made. <laughs> didn't find it. Enjoyable. I will. I will release it at some point. I will release it at some point because uh, people people that is amazing. Nobody's like asking for it or anything, but like uh, people are probably wondering what happened. Um, yeah, just the, release it for the laugh. Yeah, <laughs> it was the first. It was the first ever sort of short film I'd ever made, and it was really ambitious as well because Tom is in Vermont in America, uh, uh, Lucy is down south, and they recorded on their individual devices. I recorded with the H six yeah. um, Zoom, uh, the, rec- the, 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 the like what we're doing now, pretty much, but made it look as though we were on the on the phone, right? So the audio that we got yeah. from that phone call, I dubbed over their, their video that they got off their devices. So they sent me the video, I dubbed the audio over it, and they, we had this conversation going across the world because the rules were you couldn't leave your premises because it was a lockdown rule, right? So you couldn't go anywhere. But, uh, yeah, yeah the, the, the people That's, say... That was like tedious editing, that does. <clears throat> yeah, it was. It was, like I said, right, I saw at half 11, I started editing. Uh, I don't know. I started editing about half past nine, uh, by half eleven, I realised I'd used the wrong audio on the video, so I had to go back, <laughs> rip it apart, oh, do it no. all again. It took me a whole night. Yeah. So it goes. It's, 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 what the point I'm making is, I, I always do this. I always talk about myself, but relate back to the, uh, the the guest is that testament to your talents. You you you've done a great thing. You've done great things with with short films that are actually really difficult to do. People don't realise. So well done. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think. Um... I think I'm, I'm quite modest when it comes to things like that. I mean, they're not like massively huge film festivals. I mean, even though like, you know, when you say the word Los Angeles, people are like, oh, wow, Los Angeles. But there is 101 film festivals in Los Angeles, you know. So it was um, it was definitely a good experience. And uh, it's something I'll look back on and learn from, you know, because I can obviously look back at that film and be quite proud of it. And it's definitely spurred me on to keep on going. And you know what? If it wasn't me making that film, I might not be doing what I'm doing now. So um, yeah. it's all a journey. It's all a journey. The journey is the most wow. important thing, isn't it? Yeah. So, what, what's the um, what's if in your opinion, what's your, the most your most sort of proud bit of content? It could be the film, it could be the music, whatever. What's the most proud bit of the best thing you've done so far, in your opinion? Honestly, <clears throat> honestly, not just because it's current, but it's the YouTube channel. 
that question really? of that, that yeah that is the passion project that is something that when i look back on other things there were certain motivations you know especially within music that were kind of catered more towards the audience and content should always be catered towards the audience but right now what i'm doing with youtube it might sound um quite selfish when i say this but it is content that i really love and enjoy making and that was the first and foremost um you know kind of drive in, in creating this content was that I need to really enjoy it and if I enjoy it I will continue on that journey and keep on doing it otherwise it will just fizzle out and I'll get bored and I'll get into this niche that I don't want to be in and, and the audience might love it but I'd be I'd be a fake person on camera and I don't want to do that so yeah mm. definitely the YouTube channel is something that I really really enjoy making it's my kind of passion really at the moment so yeah definitely most proud of the YouTube channel. Is there any particular video that you that's like the the best or is it just the channel in general well i would say the one i enjoyed most was at bliss hill now that was when i first started and i was filming on um some slightly not quite as good equipment that i'm filming on now so i was filming on like a you know 30 quid uh you know handy cam kind of thing just to kind of you know get the premise out there for the channel but honestly bliss hill was a great experience it was me and a friend of mine called Kurt who went there and experienced it and we had some traditional uh, beef dripping, fried fish and chips. And that was amazing. I love food. That's one of the main motivations for this channel because <laughs> I'm literally guided by my stomach. And um, one of the best things about that video was we went into one of the costume departments where a lot of the guests um, and customers can go and get their photo taken in, you know, Victorian outfits. And I just cheekily said to the lady, I said, look, what are the chances of, of me and Kurt being able to dress up in something that you've got in the back? And just walk around the town because no one's ever done that before no one's ever actually got dressed up obviously apart from the staff um but no customers of such have actually got the you know costumes to dress in to walk around the victorian town and they just said yeah they said yeah go ahead do it so i was dressed up as a i was dressed up in top hat and tails and kurt was dressed up as a boar war soldier which was really funny <laughs> so we just that. literally walked around the town and saw these customers looking at us with like really weird faces because they've just seen me walking around with a camera thinking, who's this plonker talking to a stick? And um, <laughs> then, they, then they see us, you know, walking around in these outfits and think, how the hell have they winged that? <laughs> yeah, still with a camera in hand. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. So that, that was a really funny video to make. That was a really good one. Fair dudes. Fair Sorry, dudes. I was just sharing uh, I'm going to have to look for that now. On social media. Um, I love what you do. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say... I keep saying on the show what you do is what what I what you do I I think what you do is fantastic. That's the thing I say. I, after editing my own audio, I hear it about three or four times through one episode. I I think what you do is fantastic. That's the one thing I do. Are there any <laughs> any behaviours that you've had to teach yourself not to do? Ums, ahs, laughs. What? Yeah, there is. Yeah, I mean, when I first started. I was making loads of mistakes. So like when I was making the first videos, a lot of ums, yeah, a lot of ours. I mean, I can kind of recollect in this conversation that we've been ha having, you know, for the first podcast, I probably said a couple too many, but, but yeah, when I first started filming, I had a real problem looking directly into the lens of the camera. And I was a bit kind of shy to kind of look directly into the camera and, you know, address the audience directly. I was just kind of taking the camera along with me just on this kind of random walk when I first started. But, but yeah, there's a lot of things I've had to learn. I've had to learn as well that when I first started and I was trying to like train myself into kind of how to vlog to also turn the camera around as well. And I, going back to the point I made earlier about not being kind of self-absorbed and trying to get myself out of that momentum of, you know, 
there's nobody in the world that cares more about my content than I do. So people watching me talk to the camera, they don't know who I am. They don't know what I do. They don't know what I've done in the past. And to be honest, a lot of those viewers at the very start were probably quite bored, you know, because they wanted to see around me. I was talking about certain things and I wasn't showing them all the experiences that I was experiencing. So yeah, definitely when I've spoken about certain subjects in a video to then say, right, I'll show you, I'll turn the camera around and I'll show you guys what I'm looking at and just turn it around, give them some time to be able to take in what I've just seen and essentially give them the same experience that I've had. So that, that was probably the main thing I've learned is just to learn how to turn the camera around. I know it sounds crazy and you know really simple, but when you're in the flow of talking and you can sometimes forget, you know, what's the most important to the viewer and the listener. I can remember um, my uncle saying to me once, he was, um, he was a recruitment agent and he actually said to me once in, in, in an interview, um, he says, you got to learn when to shut up. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, what do you mean? He said, well, yeah, he said, in, in any any walk of life, really, you know, uh, from, in many different applications, he says, you know, if, if one of the things you, one of the hardest skills to learn is, is knowing when to just zip it and just keep your mouth shut and just let something else happen or somebody else take to have a chance to speak or, or like you said, like, you know, turn the camera around to, to yeah. allow the audience to take in what you can see. And, you know, it, 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 it's, it's relevant to lots of different um, uh, th- things. Uh, but yeah, it's one of the things I've, I've took with me for, for quite a few years now is, uh, is gone and to shut up. I don't always do it, mine, but... <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> what are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's there. It's in my head. I get it. <laughs> but to be fair, Shane, you've had, you've had people asking you, asking you when you're going to be back on the show. To, uh, I saw a few, a few screenshots of people have been like, when are you back on the show? We haven't heard of you for a while, Shane. People have been missing you. So, yeah. Well, you know, when you're like this, mate, when, when, you, when you've got so much talent, it just it just oozes <laughs> out of you, you know, yeah. and, and you just can't you can't help it. You know, it's, it, is, it is what it is. Speaking of talent, yeah. we all have our, yeah. we, we all have our skills. We all have our skills. Right. And behind the mic, I'm a god, right? I feel like I'm, 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 I can do anything. I feel behind the microphone, the confidence oozes out of me, and I become a completely different person, right? Um, an example of of how quickly I can go from god to puny creature is is uh, is was uh, last week with with Martha Lily actually. We we had this. Um, <clears throat> what I was talking about at the beginning, no, I accidentally threw an F bomb in because I was so comfortable behind the microphone. I was really enjoying myself. And afterwards, she goes, I'm going to do something for my vlog. And she whips up her phone. She's like, Hi, I'm at the Shoes Biscuit. And I was kind of like, Hi. You, you know, I was really awkward <laughs> and shy. And that, 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 so what you do, Brendan, is something I can't. I'm, I keep telling the team, we need to go, we need to do more with IGTV. We need to, you know, do some vlogs and some and to show people aspects of our lives. But I climb up in front of a camera. So what you do is, is brilliant, I think. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, it, it, it is difficult, um, especially when I first started. I think, to be honest, if I was in that situation where, you know, I was just expecting, you know, a vocal interview with somebody on a podcast and they suddenly whipped out a camera and started Oh, no, she asked. She asked. I, I, I didn't, she, 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 Marfie, honestly, um, I'm not telling people you just whipped it out. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> she did ask. But even, even though I knew it was coming, uh, I, was, I was still kind of like, Oh, oh my God! Like you know, uh, the the the, um, the festival yeah. last night. Timmy, I gave him the camera. Timmy, my little boy, he's five. You just seen him in the background, um, and he was yeah. like, he recorded me dancing. I was like, stop. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> 
think it's a different world. I'm looking out for that footage when you release that video. Make sure you keep that footage yeah. in, all right? I did. Yeah. I did. I've, I've put a bit of it in, but um, <clears throat> I cut out the bit where I like. I'm like, I don't like dancing. Stop it. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and, and obviously, it, I'm assuming he's probably t- taken out the slut drop anyway. So. <laughs> just ain't me darling just ain't me um brendan tell people it's, it's too fair i mean go on no Sorry. go on you if you've got one more question to ask do it no well, no it's just more of, yeah sort of sort of a question i mean it's something which i've wanted to do i've talked to my missus quite a bit and i've been like you know oh maybe i should start vlogging but like not in any particular subject because yours is quite sort of been to work today um... i've been to work today again <laughs> yesterday i was in but work like, today i'm in work again what i mean I, I don't my, my life isn't that interesting so like it's just like I, I don't know I don't really know how I think I, I think I would enjoy it if I was to start doing um doing a vlog and, and doing whatnot but I don't think I always think the first thing that comes into my head as soon as I think about it is my life is my life isn't that interesting no one's like to well watch. you say that you say that but the thing is some of the most successful YouTube channels out there and to be honest, I'm not a massive fan of them, to be fair. And I won't name certain channel names, but some of the biggest channels out there, vlog channels in particular, tend to be just people just going around their daily life, going shopping at Tesco, going, you know, doing the gardening, you know, something. It's that kind of stuff that people just tend to just want to watch. I mean, it's crazy, really. But I mean, I've, I'm trying to stay away from that. I mean, I've, um, I did one live a couple of weeks back where I was uh, doing doing a homemade recipe for chicken wings and literally it was a funny video and the viewers enjoyed it just to have that interaction you know live but yeah, yeah I mean to be honest you might think that your life is boring compared to these you know big YouTube stars but in all honesty everybody just lives a normal life and some people enjoy watching it if you've got slick editing if you've got really good graphics on the screen if there's no dead air while you, you know cutting your videos together you'd be surprised what you can make but I don't think my channel will probably ever get to that yeah. point because I, I I always want to give some kind of subject matter, you know, give give someone you know, give the viewers something that they can't already do themselves, mm. or at least you know not easily anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting. Maybe I should give it a go. <laughs> yeah, 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 do you know what? Just do it. Just go ahead just and do, do it. it. Just do it. I, I, you Shia know what? LaBeouf would say, just do it. Just do it. And I, you know, I've got two words for you, Shane. The office. They took something as boring as a day a day to day job in a paper factory and turned it into a massive franchise. The American version was was perfect, perfect TV. So, uh, and you know what? In essence, this isn't in any disrespectful way at all, Brendan. But you're walking up a hill. You're walking up a hill and people are loving that. Like, you know, that, that to, yeah, yeah. people are walking up the hill as well across the other side of the road. And they may not feel like them walking is, is interesting, but it is. Um, and you know what, Shane? Yeah. I feel like if you if you did uh, like a, a day-to-day sort of vlog, things that you're doing, people would be interested because they, they want to they compare it to their lives. Simple. You know? Here's a question for you. With you mentioning what you said about The Office, which version do you prefer, the British version? Oh, or American, American hand down. Hands down, absolutely, 100%. Mm. Right, I'm just going to cut this short, guys. I'll see see you again. (laughs) (laughs) The American version. I like both. (laughs) No, 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 no. After seeing the American version, I think it blows the British version out of the water. It's the rare occasion. I'm assuming then, given that answer, you're not a big fan of Ricky Gervais? I love Ricky Gervais. I think he's great. I think he's awesome. Um, But the the, the thing is, it's the rare occasion where a British TV show has gone over to America and actually done better. They didn't do a very good job with the in-betweeners or... um, 
Shameless, yeah. I think, is grabbing some sort of momentum now, but I, I, I don't think it's anywhere, you know. But I think I think Ricky Gervais is a better writer than he is a performer. The rare occasion it was um, that Netflix show he's just done, Afterlife, uh, was fantastic, yeah. beautiful. And I hate him for making me cry so much at a TV show, but he did. The last season yeah. ruined me. Um, but yeah. I, I, that was I, a great show. Um Okay, so I, I want to cover um, something that we did last night, uh, yesterday, which it was, oh, I'm still feeling the love from it. I really am. Now, this might freak you out a little bit, Brendan, because I know that you, you're very cautious about what's going on with COVID-19, but I went to a festival last night. Wow, that, that sounds very adventurous. Yeah, it was. Uh, so Shropshire Festivals um, put together a drive-in festival, um, and it's exactly what it sounds like. So you know you've got a drive-in movie. Um but this is what it was with a festival, big stage and stuff. Um, I'm putting, currently putting together a video, which I'll release on, on, on Facebook and Instagram. Um, but it was fantastic. I had so much fun. So the premise is, uh, we booked our tickets. You book via your car. So you pay for car per car. And I think the price has gone up now because this first one was just a, a, like a test. And it sold out in two yeah. days. Two days it completely sold out. Wow. There were about about 250 cars there, 17 rows. Um, you turn up, you're directed to your to your spot. We were in row two, which is near the front, which was great. And you have your own box. like It's like literally drawn out in white lines, you have a box. And there's enough space for you to park on the left-hand side. And outside your driver's side, you have your own little garden, I guess, your own little space where you can set up chairs and stuff. And nobody else is allowed in your space. And this thing went back from, 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 like, I went to the toilets, which were at the back, and you, you can just see these rows and rows and rows of cars. Um, but what they do is they, all the music that's coming off the stage, they give you a, a, a frequency on the radio, and you can crank your stereo up, and you can listen to it on the radio and enjoy it with everyone else. It was amazing. And that's the way it should be. I think if we're <laughs> going to get back into the, en- the entertainment industry, is going to get back, you know, starting again. That is the way it should be. I mean, from what you've just described, it sounds as if at all times you felt perfectly safe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the best thing is as well, if you want food, there are food stalls along the side um, and you order via the Zoom food app, food app and it comes to your car. Oh, wow. That's great. What kind of food was there? It was pizza, burgers. There's all sorts of hickories was there. Um, the, oh, my. It was amazing. It was good. We couldn't eat any because I'm a keto warrior. So uh, I, I was like, I'll just have nuts. Like they gave that would have been absolute torture for me. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the, 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 I didn't care though because the music was so good. Um, there was a, the okay. I need to remember the name of the bands. Um, there was the Vertigo band, the Ego Warriors, and the Dirty Rocking Scoundrels. Um, and they all had their own individual styles. But the, I've got to say, the Dirty Rocking Scoundrels at the end absolutely blew everyone away. They had so much fun. It was like, I'm going to come out into the audience now and meet you all individual, individually. If you got a Volkswagen beep your, beep your horn, beep. <laughs> he's met them. Uh, if you got a Volkswagen beep your horn, beep. So he, he went around the crowd letting people beep their horns you had people sticking their legs out of the car windows doing like they're dancing and stuff um yeah i said ego friendly did i say ego warriors and my wife's just proved me wrong it's ego i'm sure it's ego warriors ego friendly you sure okay ego friendly shout out to ego friendly production crew fact check thanks thanks, (laughs) guys 
Fantastic. I recommend they've got so many coming up. They've got um driving comedy, so stand up comedy, they've got a circus one coming on. And I think I think Beth Heath from Shropshire Festivals and the team there did an amazing job. It worked perfectly. My family had so much fun and like there's pl- plenty of footage of me spinning the camera around and you see people standing in the cars on the roof of the cars dancing, the kids st- standing in the sunroof waving their arms. It was just amazing. So magical, really. That's great. And, you know, I think not only have the audience really enjoyed that, but the people that are performing on stage, all those bands that would have regularly been touring around the country or different gigs here and there, to have that release again of being able to perform in front of a crowd would have been so exhilarating for them. So, yeah, I mean, it sounds like a fantastic all-round experience, really. And I totally advocate all of these businesses, entertainment or anything else opening up, as long as they can put the measures in place. And it sounds as if from, from your account that they did that. So that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And Julie, I think that, that that can go to be fair. Okay. Um, yeah. I wish it wish it did, but I've got a four month old baby, and I think it would have been just too much. For yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, <I> mean, <laughs> and the thing is, as well, I saw, I saw, um, I saw, I saw Carrie from um, the uh, the Wellbeing Festival. Her car was two cars back. I could see it because she's got a big logo on the side, Wellbeing Festival. And I couldn't go and give her a hug and say hello. And that was that was a frustrating thing. Julie was working it as well. Our Julie, she she volunteered. Well done, Julie. And every time I saw her, she was she was um I nearly swore then. Uh she <laughs> she was finding or yeah. other orifices to breathe out of. Um <laughs> because she was running back into <laughs> helping with food, helping direct people. Um, uh, but it was nice to see her there. But um, she she did a good job uh, volunteering, uh, and, and you know mo- most of the people that were there were volunteers as well because they want to see Beth do well because she doesn't brings amazing things. I was talking to I was at a, a press conference two days ago on Zoom, <clears throat> and Beth Heath got brought up, and I was like, as we speak, she's literally putting dinosaurs on the car park of the parade because <laughs> that's wow. the crazy thing she does. She's brilliant, um, and I'll always chat about her. <laughs> which is great. Um, but yeah, it was fantastic. And um, so Shane, if you'd have come, we couldn't have like given us each other a bro high five anyway, you know? No, I could have like flipped peanuts at your face though. <laughs> that could have been fun. <laughs> it was good. You know, like in the cinema where you throw popcorn <clears throat> at each other, like, you know, yeah, I'd be flicking peanuts <laughs> from the car. Like, yeah, bit like battle tanks, like flicking them out the, out the windows of the cars at each other. That's a very Shane, That's very done. Shane thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Brendan, you've been an amazing guest. I've loved, loved talking to you um, because uh, I love talking to other creators about what they do because you're doing something that I, I'm not very comfortable doing and that's like showing my face an awful lot, in all honesty. Um, so keep doing what you're doing. Um, what is the, the future for you guys? Say lockdown's released, what, what, what's the plan? Yeah, well, thanks very much for having me on. And um, mm. to be honest, the future scope for the channel, once <laughs> lockdown's kind of been lifted and it's all safe again, which, you know what, it could be some time, but for the distant future, it's to travel around the rest of the UK, experiencing all these little lovely towns and cities, trying the different food, showing the, the beautiful landscapes that we can take advantage of in this country. Um, and eventually to take the channel abroad. I mean, that is kind of like the long term goals. But short term, I'm going to be mainly focusing on the local area. I might venture a little bit outside Shropshire in the coming weeks and months. But mainly it's going to be, you know, videos focused on Shropshire. So for anyone listening that is from Shropshire and wants to kind of experience the the great outdoors with with myself and some other people that will come on the blog in the future, then yeah, by all means, tune in. Well, I'll be up for that, to be fair. I'll be up to going out somewhere. Um, I don't yeah. know about Al. 
Um, well, I'd, I'd definitely be up for that. Juicy Biscuit, we can do like a collaboration video because that could be quite cool. Yeah, that'd be interesting, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> let's do it. <laughs> I say these things. I say out on the camera, make them dance. <laughs> I say these things. I got dry throat on this one. Um, I say it's because I was shouting and singing last night. Um, I say these things, but like Chris, Chris Shirk, who does uh, shoes before me or not, he's always been like, oh yeah, we can find some some old abandoned building we could do a podcast from. I'm like, yeah, we'll do it. Have we done it, Shane? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I plan these things, and then I'm like, "Oh my god, I got so much to do." Like, I I didn't speak to you for like three days, Brendan, and I speak. I feel so bad about it, but that's because I have I've had the worst three days. Um, Friday we did um, an interview in the studio via Zoom, and the internet was just like wasn't working. The microphones were playing up, so we, she couldn't hear us. And and then Dee Dee had parked in the wrong place, so they're they're banging on the door saying you need to move your car. Rightly so. Uh, so I was I was a bit stressed out about that. Um, uh, Saturday for what's the difference? Part of the Usuk uh, show I do. I was speaking to Ben Butler, and right as he was getting into his most important part of his uh, interview, my H six filled up and cut off. Um, so I had to. Rem- I-, I just had this terrible like, and I've been editing as well. It's been crazy. So I'm sorry. Sounds I like you. a good day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's me overstretching. That's what it is. I need to learn. But yeah, you've been a fantastic. Where can people find your blog? Tell people where you are on social media. So, yeah, it's very, very easy. You can either search on YouTube or on Facebook if you just type in Brendan James Vlog, and it's Brendan spelt with an A-N instead of an O-N, um, and you'll find all the videos straight away. It's the first thing that comes up either on Facebook or on YouTube, and um, there's different playlists on there from Shropshire, from different videos that people might want to get interested in. So, yeah, so by all means, go and search it, and I look forward to seeing the people on the channel. Awesome. Fantastic. Shane, you got anything to add? No, no, no. That's it. I've asked everything I wanted to ask. Yeah, that's nice seeing you on the show. And I, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go and start vlogging. <laughs> <laughs> this is me making my shreddies in the morning, um, and now I'm going to play Elder Scrolls for five hours. Um, <laughs> hey man, no cuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big that's Look, a big guys, business. Thank you very much for having me on the show. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. It's been a great experience to lose my podcast virginity with you guys, and uh, hopefully I can come on again in the future and uh, chat yeah. about updates. Yeah, that yeah would, oh, I'd love that. I'd love that. Absolutely. Oh, listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, if you have and you've got any comments to throw at us, uh, we've got an email address. And our email address is shrewsburybiscuitpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and also you can visit our website, which uh, contains all of our audio. You can listen to it directly off the website if you're not a big fan of iTunes, Spotify and Podbean. See how I did that? That's clever. Um, and our, our website is www.theshrewsburybiscuitpodcast.co.uk. That website is made for us by our best friends at Web Orchard. They make amazing websites. If you need a website uh, for your business or for whatever you're doing or your, or your vlog, uh, make sure you give them <laughs> shout them out. <laughs> this has been amazing, guys. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, we'll catch, Thank you. catch you guys next time. Peace out. On the flip side.